Welcome to Thriving in Midlife Podcast, where we are learning to rise and live beyond mediocre. For women in their 40s and 50s, join this community to become the best version of yourself. I'm Cheryl Esch, the creator of this podcast, with the desire to see all women in their 40s and 50s live to their fullest potential. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Thriving in Midlife. Well, yesterday we celebrated Mother's Day here in the U.S. And I hope all mothers and even the mothers-to-be were able to take some time for themselves, were showered and loved and appreciated because we all deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to be celebrated because as women, we do so much. We are the cook, the chauffeur, the banker, home nurse, cleaning lady, and so much more. And we do it with strength and grace and with minimal complaining, right? Well, maybe, huh? Well, for me, Mother's Day is not always a good day. And For those who have lost their mothers, you can certainly relate with the bittersweet idea of yesterday's holiday, um, like I often wrestle with. I lost my mother 25 years ago to breast cancer, and although it's been a long time, I still miss her, and some years more than others. And for anyone who has lost their mother, you know how I'm feeling, and you still have that person in your heart, and we cherish our memories with them deeply, no matter how long or recent it may have been. And since the memories of my mother often return on holidays, like yesterday, I thought for today's episode, I would share more of my story, which is closely connected to my mother's health journey and her battle of cancer. And to help you see why I do what I do, I have mentioned little nuggets in previous episodes, but this will give you the whole picture and how much of my mother's life influenced my foundational beliefs of knowledge on health and why I am practice what I do. So my mother's health journey actually probably began around the early 70s, but possibly earlier because she was juicing carrots when she was pregnant with me, I've been told. (laughs) And there's the joke that that's how I got my red hair, but we No, that's not true. My mother actually did have red hair. But during her childhood, my mom was sick quite a bit and even missed a lot of school. The doctors couldn't determine what was making her sick back then. I do have my theories, and I'm sure my mom did later in life, but never explicitly voiced them to us per se. So my theory is that she actually likely had multiple chemical sensitivity back then, which was not a thing. It is now. Um, She realized she had this roughly while she was going through perimenopause and all of her hormones and everything was kind of tipsy-turvy, as we know. Multiple chemical sensitivity is actually where a person has an adverse reaction to environmental chemicals, such as, you know, perfumes, gasoline, smoke, insecticides, chlorine, new building materials, etc. And often this is a sign of an overload of toxins in the body. Now my mom grew up 
just up the street from a six-mile island of industrial steel mills, which were pumping pollution into the air. And she even showed me the house in which she grew up in, and it was complete with asbestos siding, so we know how toxic that can be as well. So I'm not sure what other toxins my mom may have been exposed to at an early age, such as DDT, but an overload of toxic chemicals in the body building up over time um, can increase two to five times the risk of breast cancer. This is actually information I found on a website called silencespring.org if you want to look that up. Uh, My mother also had numerous dental toxins which she was trying to remove while she was fighting her cancer because she had learned of the negative effects of like root canals and other dental work on the body as a whole. So that's my theory as to um, kind of what was happening with my mom's body and maybe why she actually eventually succumbed to uh, the breast cancer. And there was other reasons. Uh, if you know, she had the the gene that kind of kind of makes cancer grow a lot faster. Um, but her actual health journey really began in the 70s when my mom was viewed as a the crazy health nut lady, or what we might call these days crunchy, <laughs> wearing Birkenstocks and all that stuff, which she did actually back in the 70s. Uh, she certainly was a pioneer and researched and tried many things from vegan, being a vegan to macrobiotics, acupuncture, chiropractic, homeopathy, oxygen therapy, iridology, which is where you read the eyes to see what's going on in the body, chelation therapy, and really I could go on and on. And of course, when I was young, I was very impressionable and noticed these things and even did some of them on my own as well. So people definitely looked at me differently in school. And we were also the house that never gave out chocolate at Halloween, at least not that I recall. And some years we actually gave out helium balloons, which was absolutely fun. And who doesn't love balloons, right? Um, During my mom's journey with breast cancer, she chose what was called what I call the road less traveled. She really stood her ground on what she allowed in her body. And I know it was challenging to find an oncologist who supported her treatment choices. But my mom did alternative cancer treatments, uh, no chemotherapy. And she resisted radiation until the very end with just a few sessions uh, before she passed. She researched and researched and tried everything under the sun, uh, traveled to different health clinics, and even went to Germany for a little while for some uh, therapy. And I'm not sure that I could even name or remember what alternative therapies she was doing, but she was determined and refused to put chemicals in her body to fight this disease. And so a few of the biggest lessons I learned through her journey, which I still um, keep as my values, were that this is your body and you have the right and control of it. 
And even more so nowadays has this become a a hot topic, um, especially as we're talking about uh, being potentially forced to have vaccines and not being given that freedom of our health, our body. So that was something my mother sort of exhibited and preached 25, 30 years ago. So that still sticks with me now and certainly has set the foundation for where I stand on uh, things happening right now in our world. Second, secondly, she would always ask questions. Always, always. Uh, many doctors actually didn't like her because she asked lots of questions, too many questions, and even questions they couldn't even answer or couldn't give her good enough answers for. Um, always get a second opinion or even a third if, if you feel necessary. Um, because doctors are human and sometimes they have an agenda or there's pressure from insurance or big pharma for them to promote certain things. And then the third um, lesson that I learned through my mother's journey, there were many, but these are the three that sort of stand out in regards to health. And although my mother succumbed to cancer, there are people who have actually beat cancer through nutrition and alternative therapies. And I'm seeing more examples of this uh, as people are becoming bolder and coming out about how they did it. And also thanks to the education on the topic. I highly recommend if you want to read about some one particular stellar story of, you know, I think it was stage uh, three colon cancer, Chris Wark, um, check out his website. He's, uh, he also has a book called Chris Beat Cancer, and even in his book, he shares some uh, additional testimonies, not just his, how he beat cancer, but how other people, and so if you know someone that has cancer, and they are open to trying a different method, then I would go to his website, maybe grab his book. He's also, uh, I think it's starting tomorrow or later this week. He has a 10, a 10 module program that he's actually offering free online. So if you go to his website, you can probably figure out how to get signed up for that. So, so you might ask, well, how has all this shaped my views and approach to healthy living? Well, I'll admit once I got married, I actually moved away from healthy eating. I did still exercise and I took vitamins but neglected many aspects of myself, Um, not just the physical, but there was sort of the mental and even spiritual part that tended to go by the wayside and got neglected, especially as a, a mother of some young children. So as I personally started going through perimenopause and was struggling with my weight and my thyroid and my hormones were really out of whack, Um, First thing is I realized I had, over the years, had really neglected myself and taking care of myself and even um, staying true to what I had been taught. So I remembered in my mind, uh, back to the days when I lived with my mother and how good I always felt, um, how energized and healthy and I was even at a good weight. Um, and so I recalled 
about, well, how was I eating back then? And I looked at that versus how I was eating, you know, in my 40s and realized it was so vastly different. I was missing the greens. I wasn't eating enough fruits and vegetables. I had succumbed to, at that point, because um, my husband liked pork, was eating pork, a lot a lot of red meat, which I hadn't done either of those growing up at all. We were more chicken, turkey, and white fish was the type of proteins that we would eat. And we did not, if we had um, any kind of meat, it was usually venison because my father was a hunter. And that's how I grew up. And I realized, wow, I really need to return to that because I felt great when I was eating that way. And I also started looking into just the overall, not just the physical part of how I was sort of approaching my whole health, but that the mind also played into it. And the spiritual aspect, which again, my mother was a very strong Christian woman and she instilled those in, in me and in our family. So I certainly was going back and going, yes, this is all connected. All this is connected. Your body, mind, and spirit is all connected to your health. And for example, um, negative thoughts certainly can affect your physical health. So there was a lot that I was having to sort of relearn and reevaluate and knowing that she really instilled some great values in me. Uh, So I was on a journey to return to that. And also in doing that, I realized there were other women probably like me that were struggling, struggling with their weight, their energy levels mostly, the maybe the depression, the hair loss, the dry skin, everything that comes with going through a life change. And also even, you know, maybe there's a thyroid, there's an under, another underlying issue. And just discovering what that is and how to support that through nutrition, through moderate exercise, through meditation, through all those different avenues, the body, mind, spirit connection. So I, as I journeyed through that, and I've come pretty much to the other side of feeling much better. My hormones have been more balanced. My hope is that I can impart some of this knowledge into other women that might be at the same place. And I also understand that that I'm a rarity. My sisters and I and my brother were a rarity to have grown up with such um, open, you know, kind of not the norm kind of uh, upbringing as far as health and nutrition were concerned, for sure. So knowing that, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people out there that also need educated on this topic. And so that is kind of what my passion is. I'm hoping to educate more women who have are going through what I went through, who don't know the answers. Maybe their doctors are also questioning, not sure what to do, and hoping I can bring some new perspective, some new knowledge and experience, 
um, on that topic. But then there's also the idea of I'm also having a heart for people that um, have experienced cancer. I've been there. And I know I see more and more women, even younger than my mother, develop cancer. And these are people that I think are healthy. And so my hope is to also provide education in that way that there are ways to heal and support your immune system through this, that process of fighting cancer. And that we have alternatives to how we approach it. And even if you choose to do the chemotherapy, having that nutritional background and that support for your body is so, so important, so important. And that's why I've become a little passionate about, um, even to the point of prevention, folks, like getting people to the point where they don't have that fear that they are going to get cancer, that they can stand and go, I am strong and I'm healthy and I'm going to continue that, that journey. Um, and I'm going to be gun ho about it. I'm going to continue just like I am in my life. I want to, I want to live to a hundred. I want to live healthy, a vibrant life. And so one way to do that and not have that fear that your body's going to succumb to cancer is to provide it that nutrition, the exercise and even mental support it needs um, to thrive and to be its best it can be. So I'm hoping as you've listened to today's episode that you have gotten a glimpse as to why I do what I do. Um, I want to provide wellness coaching for people, for women in their midlife. So if you know somebody or you find yourself in that situation and you want to get some wellness coaching or at least start with an assessment to find out where you stand in your health in both the nutrition aspects, the exercise aspects, the meditation, mental mindset aspects and spiritual and sleep, those are all connected with our health and well-being. Uh, please reach out to me, PM me, um, email me. I do offer coaching sessions and do offer a free um, 30-minute assessment if you're interested. Um, but I also want to put out there kind of my long-term goal just in case someone is listening and uh wants to uh, support my future venture. As I mentioned earlier, I do have a passion for um, people with cancer, uh, whether they're going through cancer or they're survivors of cancer, to offer a, a retreat center for those folks, um, a place where they can find rest, but not only that, where they can be educated on the nutritional aspects and spiritual and even moderate kind of moving movement of the body to help with their healing process through their cancer journey. And uh, that's kind of a long-term goal that I really am passionate about. And even 
when I think about it and envision it, uh, I sometimes uh, get teary-eyed because it's it's such it's such heart-centered in in my life that I'm hoping that God will allow that to happen at some point. But in the meantime, I am here for people on an individual basis if they need some assistance, and or I could help provide resources uh, for those as well. But I hope you enjoyed my story of kind of how my mother's journey, her health journey, has influenced mine and has made, uh, even made mine even stronger and kind of a almost full circle basically as well. So please um, leave any comments and subscribe where you subscribe to any podcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. And I hope that if you are not a current subscriber, that you will subscribe. As you can find me anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Overcast. And I'm also on Instagram under Thriving in Midlife, all one word. So please share this with your friends leave a review or any comments and don't forget to rise above and thrive.